welcome to Hollywood. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Now TV Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Catherine, and as always, I'm joined by Steve. Hello. Ben. Hello. And Corey. Hey. How are we all doing, guys? Feeling good. It's yeah. Friday. All right. It's yeah. Friday. Mm. Uh, we've just come off of the four-day weekend, which was lovely. Mm. Did you, what did you all get up to? Went to the cinema. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was raining, so went to the cinema. Yeah, it did rain a hell of a lot that yeah, weekend, didn't it? it yeah, did. I did nothing other than sit around and play computer games. Well, I, d- I, w- yeah. I went to Harvester twice. This is a profession <laughs> that I haven't said to anyone. I actually went to Harvester twice in one weekend. Nice. Rinse the salad bar. Yeah, I got because the first time I went, I got addicted to it, and then <laughs> I had to go back to finish off. I didn't feel like I got enough addiction. free salad, so I went back and got more free <clears> salad. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I know I've heard of this because when we were when we were out, we we talked about yeah. it. I still don't know what it is. is I'll it take a, you. No, 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 no. I don't. No, 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 no. Catherine, sure it's not, there's one go. in Boston Manor. It's not it's far. I will it's take you up the it's road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. to harvest yeah. one day. It's, it's like a food. Bar? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a kind of like. Is it an all you can like eat? Pub food. Yeah, it's like pub rib steak. Kind of place, party, but party. not like hipstery cool with really nice flavors. It's like they haven't changed their menu for like twenty years, <laughs> kind of thing. Family. Can I say that does not sound appetizing at all? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, they do have an endless amount of blue cheese dressing. That's probably one I of the like reasons I love it. Are, they, are they paying you for this endorsement? <laughs> yeah, it yeah, does exactly. sound like it's an If Harvester want to send me any free blue cheese, is that Harvester T-shirt under that jumper? <laughs> Oh, right. So, oh, no, no, no. so you went to the cinema, Steve. What did you watch? I did. I went um, on over the Easter weekend. I went to see Isle of Dogs. Isn't it brilliant? I really liked it. Yeah. Because for uh, for a long time, like years ago, I was always kind of hit and miss with Wes Anderson's films. I love some of them, and then some of them just didn't quite land for me. But when Grand Budapest Hotel came out, I just fell in love with that film. I think mm. it's a modern masterpiece. I think it's one of the best films in recent years. So when Isle of Dogs was announced, <coughs> I thought I have to see this on the big screen. Mm. And it's just yeah, it's 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 great, and the animation is so good, so good. It's just one of those films I would urge everyone to to see on at, at the cinema because every frame is just beautiful to look at. It's so symmetrical, and mm. the script is so clever and funny, and you just oh, it was it was it was a delight to watch. I did have to tell someone off in the cinema next to me because they they were on their phone. Like, so they came in late, oh, no. and <laughs> then they making noise or came in silently. They no, came in came in ma- making a bit of noise. Then they sat down like but right next to me, even though there was space in the cinema <laughs> to sit somewhere else. Uh, first thing she did was got her phone out and then was like looking at it, and it said, so it was already dark. The movie was already rolling, and so, so I just had this in the corner of my eye. Then she gets up, goes out to the candy shop or whatever it's called I don't it's, know. it's not that it's no. definitely not the candy <laughs> shop I just had the song in my head sorry um, the, the place where you buy the, the popcorn the candlestick stuff. maker yeah and then she comes back making all the noise talks to her friend gets her phone out puts the phone away watches like two minutes of the movie gets her phone out again it's like oh my god I cannot deal with this because it was just in the corner it was so distracting I didn't and it was ruining it because it was no, so it's beautiful the worst. it is the worst when that happens and so I then had to go sorry but can you please stop looking at your phone because it's quite distracting I'm trying to watch the movie she just said just like that I imagine no I think I said it a bit harsher than that yeah. <laughs> but not Kick off. but not bad yeah. I, I, I still said sorry and, you yeah. Know. Yeah. and uh, and she just looked at me and stared at me and I thought oh my god she's going to punch me in the face <laughs> 
And then she didn't. And she just, and so I just turned and like just, I could see her still looking at me <laughs> in the corner and I kept watching the movie. And then, uh, and, she, and she never looked at her phone again. It's oh, nice. So that was quite good. You'd like to think anyone, like, if you're in that environment and someone's watching a film, you know, and all this kind of stuff, like, you always surely accept the kind of, hey, do you mind that? I know it's, I mean, I, I know there's mental people, but. I don't think people, I think it's becoming more and more thought to be acceptable to use your phone in cinemas and I think it's not a good thing but but it's mm. it's like you've paid like 14 quid yeah, to watch a movie oh, I can't understand it but and you can't sit still for two hours mm. or in, in the case of Isle of Dogs an hour and 40 minutes mm. which is not a long time yeah. to not look at your phone but to see yeah. if some <coughs> idiot has made an update to their status or I find it more <laughs> of yeah. a a surprise now when you go to a screening and it doesn't happen it's just more I kind of expect it now it distracts me everywhere yeah, even it's, if it's, it's far away in the cinema kind of you can see that all night. over the place it's yeah. yeah it's just rude so but people so, uh, if, you're, if you're looking at your phones in the cinema stop it just doesn't happen I'd be keen to know your screenings when I went to see it it was very mixed you had the kind of w- clear Wes Anderson fans kind mm. of older couples with alcohol sitting there and then you had families with young kids and I was kind of worried because yeah. I thought this is going to be very dry. Yeah, and for those kids. Very adult. And it is, but what I, I was impressed by is it seemed to work for everyone. No one, mm. there was no walkouts. You, you could hear kids laughing and enjoying okay. it. So I thought that was great. And I think with Fantastic Mr. Fox as well, that had a similar effect where yeah. it was quite dark, but it really worked with, with all ages. So Yeah, so we, I was worried that it was going to be filled mm. with kids because it was Easter weekend and it was an animation and it was just out, so I, th- I was worried. But there were no kids whatsoever. It was all adults, so they all seemed to be with Anderson mm. fans. There was one person behind us who had a very loud laugh and <laughs> laughed a lot. <laughs> and my partner that I was with was like, because they're French, so not everything like, kind of gets there from from the comedy sense of point sense of view point of view from Wes Anderson especially mm. and so they're like oh uh, there were some times when people were laughing when I didn't understand why and I was like was it the person behind it's like yes was it me <laughs> yes <laughs> so it's like okay it has that I mean the thing that's great about Wes Anderson as well is there are moments that are clearly funny to him that might not work for most people, <laughs> yeah. but it makes his films really interesting. And, and there's mm. definitely some really dry humour in this that will either work for you or not. Yeah, but like, but like you were saying about that laughter, though, I think that's one of those like great things about fandom, which is like when you find your niche of something mm. you like, and you're so susceptible to like you know like you hadn't obviously seen it before, so you didn't know those jokes were coming or anything. But like you just kind of let your like your guard down to just truly enjoy like. Uh, you know, a piece of work by someone you like. It's nice. It's, it's nice to see that still, mm. and and it and it resonate like that. Yeah. Is it a similar tone to Fantastic Mr. Fox? I love that. It is quite show. similar. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because it doesn't have the same source material, obviously. Mm. So it's, it's. I'd say it's a, it's slightly darker. Yeah. It, it's not as laugh out loud okay. funny. I think Fantastic Mr. Fox has more obvious kind of jokes, yeah. whereas this is a lot drier. And um, I, I think this is kind of also more of a statement on our society, mm. right. whereas Fantastic Mr. Fox was a little bit, but not so much, but yeah. this is definitely that cultural comedy. Yeah. Uh, not comedy, commentary. Any famous <laughs> voices? I mean, uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some oh, like... M.G., Corey? It, it's yeah. one of those films where there's sometimes there's like someone doing a voice of a character that has two lines and you're kind of like, they could have got anyone for that, yeah. but for fair play, they got this yeah, person. Yeah. <laughs> it's, got, it's Bill Murray, um, 
Jeff Goldblum is one of the best characters, I think. Yeah, uh, Frances McDormand. Yeah, then yeah. there's Greta Gerwig, mm. Yoko Ono, Brian yeah. Cranston. Oh, so, yeah, I've seen some of their names. <laughs> yeah. So they're in it all the way through. They're like main... Uh, some of them, yeah. Characters. Some of them are... I suppose, I mean, we always kind of... It seems like we get into this now with every film we talk about. Where do you stand on the whole controversy, controversy around it being... Um, offensive to Japanese culture and all, and all of that? Or is this the first I, you're hearing of it? I, that's the, I, I'm not very good at reading mm. kind of <laughs> reviews and stuff like that because I like to keep my own opinion. Mm. Um, but I haven't heard that. Yeah. I thought it was kind of a celebration of it. I felt exactly the same <laughs> way. And it, it, it seems like every film that comes along now, there'll, there'll be something in it that you know upsets someone. Or yeah. But mm. for me, I thought it was loving, lovely made and affectionate mm. towards Japanese culture and the only thing that I did find a bit strange was having the interpreter character yes all the way through I but thought that that wasn't going to happen mm. I thought you just weren't going to understand anything kind of like when the when the when um, the little pilot talks how you don't understand what yeah. he's saying I thought it was going to be like that throughout the whole movie which I quite admired because yeah I liked that you still after what you know you understood what was going on and mm. it, you didn't necessarily need those subtitles I think it worked perfectly well yeah yeah, uh, I then went, after I saw it, we went straight to the um, exhibition at the store, um, which they had, I think, like, 20 of the sets from the movie. And it was incredible. Like, being able to have seen the movie and then going to go see it and s seeing the scale of it. And uh, I took some pictures of some of them. And it just looks like it's life-size because of the detail of these things. Uh, and the, the, it was your, the brilliant... Where's symmetry? Oh my god, I can't speak this morning. Symmetry of of all the shots in it, and it was just set up. It was so beautiful. It was it was amazing. I loved it. We should do more tie-ins like that. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure if if I mean I, I wonder what percentage of movies get an exhibition the same week that weekend they're it's out. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, but you know, like you know, down on the South Bank and, and near the BFI, you'd like to think they could do more and more of that kind of really cool yeah. stuff like that. Especially as clearly you got something out of going to see it. Yeah, you know. I think it, and I think it's great to because the, the exhibition opened before the movie did, um, but definitely going to see the movie first and then looking seeing the exhibition made, like really brought it to life because you're like, oh, it was that scene, mm. it was that, yeah. and there's like the bit where the plane crashes. They have that plane crash on the newspapers and the detail. So every bit of paper on that had writing on it, and there was everything and you could smell the burn from the paper was still on there from it was amazing yeah, that's brilliant. i loved how the fights were done yes. just the clouds and all the <laughs> limbs kind of poking out it was brilliant so good so yes i highly recommend that movie if you have not seen it yet because it's brilliant uh what else do you do uh so that was the only film i saw at the cinema but i've watched a few others so i watched um there's a fantastic documentary at the moment. It's on Sky Atlantic. It's HBO, and it's called Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. Yes, mm. two-parter. And I adored it. It's it's directed by Judd Apatow. Oh, wicked. And it's it's long. It's four hours long. Yeah. Um, so it's it's quite a big watch. And, but I would say that even if you're not a massive fan of Gary Shandling or if you're not aware of his work, it's still worth watching. Yeah. It's a lot of the themes it deals with are very um, accessible, and I think a lot of it you can kind of draw on in your own experiences. Um, and it's just, it's beautifully made. It's, um, Judd Apatel was one of his best friends, and it's just a really intimate documentary, which, uh, yeah, I, I, I love Spanning his career. Yep, everything. So it kind of goes from his early life through to Larry Sanders, yep. uh, the It's Gary Shandling show, yep. through to the things like 
all, all the way up to comedians in cars getting coffee and, and his brilliant, um, the interview he did with Ricky Gervais, which if you've, I don't know if you've yeah, seen I've that. Seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most cringeworthy thing you'll, yeah. you'll ever see. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a fantastic mm. documentary. Yeah. Really the Larry good. Sanders show and has been for like over a decade now, like mm. easily one of my favorite shows. It like so ahead of its time. Yeah. Like with the best, like the most amazing cast and all that, that are all huge. And, and it's just, like mm. n- a near perfect show in my opinion yep. and also like groundbreaking for like the format that it did and all that yeah I thought it was brilliant massively and I think I think that's one of the things the documentary does really well is that it has a lot of those people who appeared in that show talking about how it influenced them and some of the comedians who have produced things since that have been influenced by it yeah, and yeah so it's it's uh, it's fantastic yeah. really recommend that Oh, Ben, what have you been watching? I watched The Commuter, because I'm sure I've said before, I've got a love for train movies. Um, I think I said that around, what was it, Murder on the Orient Express or whatever, yeah. and so this was another one. Um, interesting movie. Again, it's, it's quite funny, like, you know, Liam Neeson's obviously now, an ac- you know, 60, and he's an action hero. There's no two-way, but it's, it's, it's quite sad that I'm obviously less and less of the movie <laughs> is him, because you often... You know, in fact, when we talk about Naked Gun 33 and a third, you know, they do those amazing body doubles where he'll take his shirt off <laughs> yeah, and it'll be no. someone else's back. <laughs> but it's, like, so brilliant. They've been doing that gag since the first one, but um, there were, there's definitely moments in that where, like, suddenly Liam Neeson like, is, like, jumping around back backflipping and stuff but you kind of wonder where you're like why have that you just just toned all down you, you don't need to have him fighting like four people amazingly just mm. kind of simplify it all a little bit but the movie's basically about he's kind a of computer. Huh? a computer you know he's asked to he like some lady comes up to him and goes what would you do if you were given the opportunity to like kill someone and get a hundred grand like doing it and he just of one of those typical movies that morning he'd lost his job and everything had gone wrong kind of thing and it's the choices he makes I won't give it away not that that it's brilliant and not worth giving away but I, d- I was just intrigued <laughs> just by the title because it, it's I, the most boring yeah. title yeah. for me anyone when, I, when I first saw the ad on the side of a bus I thought oh it's like one of those take the piss ads yeah. for when you're actually a computer like I don't know it was, would have been something yeah. like from mocking one of these action movies about someone going to work. I quite like that, though. It's like when you no, have it's an action film, but the lead character's name is, like, Clive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, there's something about that really dull title. With this. But is it is it, like, a full-on action It's movie? a full-on action movie, like, you know, mm. spoilers, but, like, there's massive train explosions and, like, Turns out, whoever, whatever he thought was mm. doing, has been double. Cr- everyone's double crossed him. He's just some bloke got a train, but everyone's <laughs> double crossed him. Um, and there was like some really nice elements to it, but and like insular because obviously it's stuck on this kind of thing. But then it's yeah, obviously it's no taken. Um, but really it's, it's nice to see that like eventually, like uh, what will be left? Like what scenario will there be left for Liam Neeson to like fight his way out of? And that's what I'm kind of curious to yeah. the, the nth degree of his career where it will get to. I've got a Liam Neeson film as well. What's your one? A Walk Among the Tombstones. All oh, right, that's an old, old. Yeah, one. slightly older one, but still same thing. I heard that Liam was really Neeson good. Kicking ass. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, he does it well. <laughs> he's um, yeah, like an ex ex cop. Oh yeah, he, uh, he's ex cop in like, this one as well. He was. Yeah, and he's he's like he's always an ex cop, isn't he? <laughs> Is that it? Do you reckon it's just yeah, ex bodyguard in Taken, I believe. But it's close. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, 
a particular set of skills he has. <laughs> either, either way. He's slightly every, different in, every in this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those is not so, yeah. doing accents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it definitely isn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I do love him. Yeah. It's quite fun. Uh, okay, anything else that's good? Oh, uh, um, oh, for me, main thing, um, Ready Player One. I am? How was mm, that? I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was great fun and a great time of year for it because there are many Easter eggs. Oh, Had you read the book? No, I haven't. Okay. No. Does it make um, you want to read the book? Just out of curiosity. Yes, it makes me makes you think. Can is the book as crazy as the film? I mean, it's just there's. Yes, just, I believe so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I just wonder how yeah. would you even keep up? I mean, there's, it's, as I said, there's so many references. But I mean, but the, but the premise is really good. I mean, it's just it's like a better a better Avatar. I thought it's like mm. a, I mean in that kind of oasis kind of world, and mm. I thought Spielberg merge the the real world and the oasis which is the um, virtual reality kind of world merged that really well it kind of just went tied in quite seamlessly kind of in and out mm-hmm. but uh, most of the time spent in that oasis area and um yeah and if you kind of grown up within that kind of time of like video games and um and kind of, like kind of old, and old school films you'll absolutely kind of love it i think and then and it kind of addresses the kind of what we're going through now with this kind of virtual reality world and Twitch, and a bit yeah, of, yeah. You know, like a bit of Twitch and uh, people Twitching watching all day long, people oh, yeah. watching other people like, um, and it kind of addresses that as well. But it's it's just done really well and a nice, a really good family film. Mm-hmm. I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm going to try and catch it this mm-hmm. weekend. So, like Isle of Dogs, there's no one you have to see on the yeah. screen, I think, because mm-hmm. there's just mm-hmm. so much going on. So, like there's there's moments where there's just so much on screen that you're kind of like trying to take in as much as you can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the right, the the person who sorted the rights. I mean, <laughs> yes. they must be sitting on Spielberg's a beach somewhere. <laughs> 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 yeah, all he would have gone is like, "Hi, I'm Steven Spielberg. Yeah, can we can lose I use your logo?" <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I heard an interview with him talking about it, and something that's not in the book. But he was like, you know, discussing it with the guy who wrote it, and they were coming up with some scene and idea. And he goes, "Wouldn't it be amazing if that then, when you turned around, so and so was there?" And he was like, you know, I w- he was like, "I won't say what that that's there," but he goes, "So I instantly." got on trying to work out if we could remotely require the rights yeah. to like that. I think mm. it, there's one scene in particular, I won't spoil it, I won't, because I think a lot of reviews have, and I think that's a shame, because there's, there's one scene that you, you don't want spoiled, and it's just brilliantly done, and it's, uh, if you're a fan of, like, classic, yes, classic I, movies. I think I know which one you mean, yeah. Yeah. and it is worth it, it's very yeah. good. Okay. Awesome. Cool. <coughs> I watched a few, I, I kind of went old school again, as usual, I, I watched Kill Bill Volume 1, and then Kill Bill Volume 2. Nice. Obviously. Uh, it's second half. I always remember that the second movie, obviously, a much drop in pace. Yes, it is. Like they're much, much slower. Much more Western, whereas the, the the first one is more set like the Japanese part, samurai stuff like that. Whereas the second one is much more drama. <coughs> excuse me, slow paced and yeah. and more that Western style. Um, part of it, I, I, it depends on my mood, which one I prefer. So I say when I'm after that drama and um, yeah. that kind of slow pace on, and because some of the script is brilliant in the second one, but then when you're after just some all-out action and kick-ass stuff, then definitely the the first one. Mm. Uh, I also had to watch Anchorman because that's back on. Yep, of <laughs> course. Um, so yeah, sixty percent of the time it works every time. Nice. Uh, I watched Salt just because I don't know why. Yep. It's that's a fun action, and I, I always like watching it because you know the role was originally written for Tom Cruise, and so then when Angelina came in and, and took it over, it's like it's it's nice how it twists on that, and it's 
I, th I think it's just so well done and it just shows that it doesn't matter if it's a male or a female, it can still work. And right. I think she does a great job. So I, ne I never watched that movie. I remember when it came out and everything and I just remember <laughs> thinking, oh, it might be a bit, it's not just a throwaway action movie. It might be a bit serious and a bit, is it is it it's, like a fun rollock in the, the it's, I think it's guns. still fun. It's, and it's kind of the who is who. Like you, you don't know who's good or bad throughout that whole movie. And it's done quite well. Oh, nice. Um, but it's solid three star movie. Yeah, like yeah. It's nothing brilliant yeah. or different. It's still an action movie. There's some really great action sequences and, and that kind of stuff. But like I say, Chiwetel Ejiofor's in it. Leave Schreiber. Uh, so it's got quite a good cast, yeah, yeah. and, it, and it's it's just a bit of fun. Yeah, anyway, I, it's, I it's a good action movie. And then I had that to my list of action. Yeah. I also watched trash. Going and Going in Style, which uh, was the new premiere with uh, yep. Ellen Arkin, um, Michael Caine, and Morgan Freeman. Uh, it's a bit of fun. It's quite I sweet. Was really surprised to see that it was directed by Zach Braff. Yes, I know. When yeah. it when it came mm, up yeah. at the end credits, I was like, "What?" Yeah, because <laughs> he's made I think a couple of other movies. He's mainly known for Green State, which is like yeah. really indie Garden yeah. State, drama. Oh, sorry, Garden Green, State. Green, Green State, State. State. <laughs> is something very different. Yeah, it's a, isn't uh, that a thug movie? That's, or something? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's Green, yeah. that's Green, that's Green Street. Oh, Green Street. I think I've invented uh, Green State, State. <laughs> not Green Zone. Maybe. Yeah, but yes, yeah, it was interesting. That he was attached to that. Yeah. And it's a remake, isn't it? I, I don't believe. know, is it? I believe it's a remake, yeah, okay. of a it's like 70s movie or something. But okay. I didn't yeah, know great cast. Yeah, it was a great cast. Like, they're also watchable. Um, it's, it's nice, enjoyable. Nice. I quite liked it. Watch Free Fire as well uh, on store. So nice. That was, that was, uh, I, I really like that. Yeah. Um, that was very funny. Yeah. I love that it's all just in that kind of one, one warehouse. Oh, it's a great, great movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really enjoyed absolutely. It's brilliant. I watched Battle of the Sexes as well, which is the, the tennis one with Emma Stone and Steve Carell. Uh, they're based on a true story of um, Billie Jean King and, and um, Bobby, what's his face? I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember his Bobby last name. Billie Jean? No. I wish his Billie name was Jean that. King. Oh, sorry. And it's Bobby something. Right. I want to say Parker, but it's <coughs> not Parker. Um, playing the infamous tennis match in in the seventies about um, women trying to get the same amount of pay in tennis as men. Uh, they still don't have that, but obviously it was a huge step change in there, and it started. Um, Riggs. Bobby Riggs, thank you. Um, and it started the um, wave of feminism and stuff, and it was it was it was really interesting because especially how he tried to. Um, embrace being a male chauvinistic pig <laughs> which uh, and she, she's amazing like to be able to stand up to the establishment she left um, kind of got kicked out of the the tennis association in America because she wanted to have equal pay or at least be yeah. in some kind of realm the same <laughs> thing because uh, they were being paid I think it was eight eight times less than a man and for playing the same, and they brought in the same crowd. So her thing was, well, we're still getting the tickets sold. So why is it not yeah. the same? And uh, yeah, she just stood up to them, and they she fought, helped form the their own association, which was, I think was the Women's Tennis Association, and they all got like a dollar, and that was how they started it, and then started their own tour. And then it came on about that she and played Bobby Riggs. It was it was amazing. And uh, so, so it's a great story. Yeah, yeah. I think the documentary it. might be better, but it's like it's they're both. I think Emma Stone and Steve Carell are really watchable. Yeah, um, and they're both really good in these roles. So I really wanted to see it when it came out, but it just seemed to 
disappear quite mm. quickly because it, w- it was a kind of being tipped as an Oscars contender yeah, no, and then just didn't. didn't yeah, yeah, it was weird. And the other great thing is uh, at the end, it's other directors. It's uh, directed by a male and a female. Mm. So it's kind of that same yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So was, I, I quite like that. It was quite clever. So... Yeah, and they then were I w- battling it out in the edit suite. Right? <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm doing this one. No, <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna kiss. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so that's really good. Uh, and then I also watched that thing you do. Ah, nice. You watched, I've watched a lot. I was raining. Uh, I've, I've never seen it, but I could probably sing that entire that song. song. Yeah. I, I, that so off, like so much in the film, you hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the most brilliant thing about that yeah. movie is that you have made a movie that has such a catchy. Mm one hit wonder yeah. song that it's so real that that could be that one hit wonder of that band yeah. and yeah. even when they have the other songs in it they're not as good <laughs> as that <laughs> one yeah. or as catchy and it's, it's so clever how it's done yeah. uh, and then I also watched Despicable Me 3 which was okay but yeah would, you, would anyone else like to say anything else about any other movie that they've watched? Paddington no. 2. It's got to get in there. Paddington 2. Can't That's silence it. Yeah, it's, it's awesome family movie. Feel good. I enjoyed it. I really did. Okay. I love Pentum 1 anyway, so... Right. And uh, Steve, you've also given that movie yes, a raving yes. review, so... Watch it. Okay. Ben, any last I've words? I've not seen it, but I, it sounds brilliant. I give it 10 out of 10 too. I do. <laughs> Definitely go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be the one person not to if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to Spielberg as well, there's been some movie news around him saying, hey, maybe we, we should get a female Indiana Jones and call her... Indiana Jones. Yeah. Indiana Jones. And all I can say is, my <laughs> last oh, name is Jones. Yeah, it yeah. works. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It could she could still be yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Don't like say this uh, really positive cool thing that's and then undercut it with a kind of crap joke. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's yeah. the thing. I heard that like because didn't Shia LaBeouf come out slagging off Spielberg a while ago? So he's not returned yeah. back. He's not getting it. So I guess they need Weird. to start. From scratch again. But in I, some, but you don't need to recast it as a woman just because they, they think mm. it's. PC or whatever, mm. it's an iconic male role. You do not, and it's not one of those ones where you just change it because you can write that into the script. Like Doctor Who, fine, because you know yeah. that can happen. Yeah. But 007 it, can happen, yeah. 007 can happen, can it? Well, you can keep changing those. It kind of naturally, I think. I don't know. I still find it weird. <laughs> I think it's just just write some strong characters mm. for females that can also run their own franchises. Stop trying to remake things that are um, already mm. men and have been known. Because all you're going to do is off men who are male chauvinistic oh, things. Oh, yes, we are. That are just going to say, why a woman remaking yeah. everything? Yeah. But just... Do write the same thing, but for a woman that's completely different. Yeah. You know, you can have new ideas. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or just write a good character that isn't Indiana Jones. As a <laughs> just be like, yeah. it's someone he meets that carries on his legacy. Yeah, isn't like, Indiana Jones is a woman, just Lara Croft? Yeah, mm, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that is, it's very true. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird. Yeah, like this need to like... It, it needs to be associated with the name because in three movies' time, we still need to be able to call it Indiana Jones. Mm. And so it has to have the... You know, it's it's, it's real cling to, yeah. to, to I stuff. Think, that I, I think that's what I, I'm not a fan of in this age of Hollywood is that everything, when, when you write a film or like make one, it has to be franchisable. Yeah. I made up a word. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, Just because like, you can't just... like that's. I think that's why I like like Three Billboards, Lady Bird, like these kind of movies that are coming out. They're strong roles for everyone in the movie, but also that they they're not thinking about oh what are we going to make next. It's to just make that one movie in yep. Shape of Water. It's like can we just stop with the franchises? Yeah, just make a good standalone movie. Yeah. Anyone anyone else had any other news that they want to talk about? 
There's been some John Boyega news, hasn't there? <laughs> That's um, quite. He's trying to become the franchise king, I think, because he might be starring in an MCU uh, movie. Yeah, good, good on him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah, fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say, like, I mean, I know he's in Pacific Rim 2, isn't he? And yeah. everyone yeah. says that that role really suits him and totally. Because I've not really been that big a fan of him in well, the Star Wars. I mean, it, I, I was, because when I first saw the trailers for the first Star Wars movie and all that, I was like, kind of like, he's going to give all our Han Solo reactions. Like, all of the mm-hmm. kind of, what kind of stuff will be what he'll do. But you know, two movies in and like I've not really seen him in much else. I've like Attack I the block. Attack right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's how he got famous. Yeah. It's, really great it's good to see that. that he's using his he's just doing his own accent in Pacific Rim. Which I thought yeah. was good, like, because we've uh, like, I mean, uh, uh, Attack the Blocks. Well, we're so used to him doing that kind of big Hollywood uh, Star Wars, doing the American accent now. So it was good to see him being proper, you know, Peckham. <laughs> in, uh, in yeah. You have to Rome. kind of work at it because, like, <laughs> Idris, like, Idris Elba to go yeah. like go yeah. backwards. Really, it took him yeah. ages to get like a yeah. like an English kind of um, <laughs> role. Get his hackney, get his hackney on. <laughs> you know? Get his hackney on. Like Brilliant. Get my hackney on. <laughs> Cool. Well, we also have some great films coming up on Now TV this month. Uh, so today is the 6th of April, uh, and your movie premiere of the day is The Hurricane Heist, which stars Maggie Grace and Ben's favourite movie, Taken. She's also in. Yes, she uh, is. And uh, it's also available at the same time in, as in cinemas, so it's a Sky Cinema original film. Mm. Uh, then tomorrow is The Emoji Movie. Uh, next Friday is Alien Covenant. Then on Saturday, it's The House, which is a comedy with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. Got Batman the Killing Joke. So yeah. Perfect that would timing. be brilliant. So that's on the 15th. Uh, there's The Dark Tower, which is Idris and uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, Rough Night on the 21st, which is a comedy with Scarlett Johansson and one of the girls from uh, Broad City. And I always... Kate McKinnon, I think it is. Uh, then on the 27th, we've got Girls Trip, which is the critically acclaimed uh, female-led comedy with Jada Pinkett-Smith and uh, Tiffany Haddish. Uh, there's C- Captain Underpants, the first big movie on the 28th. And then... Brawl in Cellbox 99. And I only mentioned this because I know that, Ben, you watched that and you loved it. With I loved Brawl in Cellbox 99. I know it's annoying. I looked at it, I was like, oh, I've got to wait till the end of the month to watch it again. This is the Vince Vaughn. Yeah, this is the oh, Vince yeah. Vaughn one. But, but it's also the director of it did a really good film before that as well. I can't remember what it is. Um, if you could have a little look, Steve. But uh, it's, a, it's an absolutely brilliant film. I would recommend it to everyone. It's it's like it has this amazing feel of like seventies kind of seventies eighties kind of grindhouse. He directed Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk, which is that amazing Kurt yeah. Russell cannibal movie mm-hmm. uh, about cowboys. So like I loved his first film. Uh, the soundtrack to that movie, the first one's brilliant. And uh, Brawl and Cellbook ninety nine just has this. Just this incredible, like, simple story mm. that just escalates, like, <laughs> insanely. And uh, it's just about this guy. He's got to kill someone who's in the most dangerous prison in cell block 99. And it's about how Vince Vaughn starts in a normal prison mm. and has to get to this guy. Oh, and awesome. it is absolutely <laughs> brilliant. It's got some great characters. It's, like, really nasty and horrible. And, like, some of the violence in it is insane, Bone Tomahawk was, was uh, exactly had some of the yeah, worst things I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's just a real treat, not only to like get these movies on now TV, but also like just to know that they're coming and you know mm. that there's 
people that make it, and Vince Vaughn's in them, do you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And he's like, he's brilliant. And the only thing with it is it, some of the fighting is a little stiff because, mm. you, know, you know, he's six foot, he's huge, isn't it? And I guess <laughs> to learn to then be an act, like an action actor at like 45 must be a little hard. Um, like Liam Neeson. Yeah, just like, but um, <laughs> I, I'll shut up about it. But I, honestly, it's a brilliant well, film. It's on the 29th of April. Yeah, so everyone watch that. Everyone get, get watch Udo it. Kier is in it as well, so I'm sold. Who? Udo Kier, <laughs> German actor. He's like he he oh he he's loads, in every loads movie. of cult yes. terrible cult movies yes yes he is yes yeah. plays the guys yes yeah. 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 yeah always he's always like a real sadist yeah. as well isn't he yeah. in any movie yeah talking of sadism not really <laughs> <laughs> our favorite topic yeah. every uh, month we have a random movie which we have to watch and this month it was Naked Gun thirty three and a third. What were our feelings? I, wa- I watched all three. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Good, good, good. Yeah, because it just so happened. I was uh, with my family over Bank Holiday, and it was one of the films we used to watch when we were younger because it's, you know, perfect film to watch with, with your dad because yeah. it's, you know, really crude and silly. Um, so we decided to watch, you know, the second one, and then we kind of thought, we did it in a weird order. Watch the second one first, and then watch the first one, and then watch the third one. Which, but I don't know why, but it doesn't really matter too much. Um, and yeah, it was. Th- I, th- I think they're just all really enjoyable. Like the third Which one. What's your favourite? I think the, f- the first one. I think it is in order of the, like how they go one, two, and three. But I still think the third one's great. I, I know some people th- see it as the kind of weakest, but I, I, I think there's so much. Um, it's consistently funny all the way through. Yeah, I kind of. I'd always remember the um, the third one as not being the one where the jokes went a little bit ruder and and weren't as. Because I mean, admittedly, a lot from the first two are all taken from the TV series. And yeah. In my opinion, honestly, the first two are like they're 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 the best spoof films, along with like Hot Shots Part Two and National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon. Like all of those are like my favourites. And um, the third one, having we were rewatching it the other day, actually made me laugh more than than I remember. Like that whole beginning bit, you know, with the, the stuff <laughs> with going down the, the, the stairs, yeah. with the frams yeah. and all of the untouchables, and and how stupid it actually gets yeah. is like the bit where the, <laughs> the bit where they go like the Pope yeah. starts going, down, <laughs> and then the terrorist and the noise that terrorist yeah, is yeah, making yeah. as he's coming. Like, it's, no, no, no. It's, it's like so funny. Like, and I was just like, oh, actually, yeah. I was like, I think some of it's. Beats as a story and as a movie, I didn't like, but all of the jokes they fit it managed to fit in around that. I think it's kind of have me laughing. The joke's running a bit thin by that point, yeah. but it's still there's still lots of bits that will, will make you laugh out loud. <laughs> I'm and going to disagree. No, <laughs> you didn't laugh yeah. out loud. I, I didn't laugh once. Um, I think I, I smiled at the opening scene because like that's the bit that I remember the most. Mm. Um, and the homage to The Untouchables uh, and how it just gets so silly. But, yeah, I felt the jokes were very dated. Uh, I f- felt slightly offended. Uh, yeah, it's, it's very early 90s and very politically incorrect, yeah. Spe- especially yeah. now. I was going to say, all three of them, it's like, I remember seeing them in the... 90s they were quite offensive mm-hmm. and now it's doubly so there are there are a lot of gags that you kind of go oof that would not you know no yeah. one would consider and that it's like, and it's like why is that funny it's like okay you kissed a trans person so you need yeah. to vomit oh why? no no yeah. oh no the, th- yeah. the third yeah. yeah yeah the third one like th- there was a lot more like like you say yeah you, you watch it and there's jokes that to- totally miss. But that was but a, like the '90s. There was loads of those kind of transphobic gags. I mean, yeah. one that people often point to now, which is Ace really Ventura, Pet Detective. Um, Ace Ventura, yeah. Like the mm. end of that, it's just you kind of you think, how was this? You know, yeah, like, it's yeah. terrible. It's it's kind of anything that was like 
considered unmanly was yeah, yeah. was like and terrible. friends and obviously was, people was a bit of a joke, wasn't it? spoke about with friends recently doing, mm. having lots of transphobic gags so but yeah the naked gun is quite offensive mm. um, it does yeah. only the yeah, third one i don't yeah. i mean maybe the first two i don't really remember the first two being uh, that, there's, that there's, there are there are um, things there are gags that yeah you definitely wouldn't you know you feel Ride quite it. bad if you know the ones that, even the ones that do make you laugh you kind of think i shouldn't be laughing <laughs> at that um but yeah, it's different different time. Because uh. yeah. I remember liking them as a kid, mm. but it's weird when you watch it now. You do worry about what your parents were doing that let you watch them. Yeah. Because I, f- I, f- I'm sure I was less than ten watching these movies. Yeah. And yeah. there is so much innuendo, and so and sometimes just complete outright yeah. stuff about sex. Yeah. And you're like, how is this possible? The sperm donor scene. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like. Yeah. Why yeah. would my parents let me watch this what I mean, bad parenting? For me, it, and I think this is true of the first two as well, it's the silliest gags that make me laugh, less than the kind of pop culture references yeah. and mm. the, the, the offensive stuff. It's it's the kind of silly sight gags and, and, and all that stuff. And, and there are moments in the third one that, that I think work on that level. Mm. But like you say, just really quickly, you know, whenever in the first two they go to the lab mm. and they see the thing, you know, yeah. like the cue like character, they're always great. And in this one, like, wasn't funny. No. And it went for yeah. a, a poo gag, a wee gag, yeah. and then a crotch gag. And I was like, you, they didn't do that in the first. In the first yeah. two, it just had the actually funny little scenes yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. What, what do we think about OJ being in it and like, watching it now? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> his great expression. He, he does have amazing yeah. expression. Great expression. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah. It's a tough one. He is. He does have some funny scenes. I mean, the first one for me is has his funniest scene where he, they're on that barge and he kind of storms in and there's all those traps and everything and he kind of <laughs> gets the bear trap on his foot and then falls into the cake <laughs> and then goes and off the edge of the boat. His hand on the on yeah, the stone. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the cake. That is yeah. <laughs> that scene is brilliant. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's, it's, good. it's weird. It's weird. Uh, my favorite gag of all of those shows actually that is is when the, you know Frank walks into like a crime scene and the the captain goes like, oh, Frank, she's over there, but she's been a little knocked up, so be careful. And he walks over, and it's like Quasimodo yeah. sitting there, yeah. and he's like, all right, ma'am, how are you? He's like, not that bad, yeah. Frank. <laughs> it's always like that level of gag is... Uh, it's yeah. your level. Yeah. I still laugh that loud. I still laugh that loud through like, through, through, uh, quite a few bits, and then, um, which is... It doesn't happen that often in, in a lot of comedies I nowadays. So. I do like the way it kind of parodies that film noir narration where yeah. you kind of have those yeah. those lines that mm. are just so ridiculous. Yeah, like Humphrey Bogart kind yeah. of style. Yeah. And the fact that the the iconic police siren <laughs> yeah. ended up down the Star Wars trench. I was like, yeah. when I got, I was like, because I forgot that they did it. I was like, where does it go on the third one? And I was like, oh, it's amazing they got it into the Star Wars trench. Yeah. I was like, that's brilliant. When you reach, you know, that level, you've done like that many sequels, always go to space. Yeah, that's the yeah. rule. Obviously. Right. Well, are we all excited to see what we're going to oh, watch this one? We've had a few good ones recently, so no, it might be no, we've had a lot of thirds in trilogy. We're back to back third in trilogy. Yes, nineties yeah. yeah. co- mediocre <laughs> comedies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see what it's going to be this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who likes family animation? Uh, is it Paddington or Paddington Two? No, because they're not available on Damn TV. Is it? Uh, Think Australian. Oh, Blinky Bill. Yes. Okay. Look at them. So. Now, the funny thing about this show is that it used to be a TV show for kids in my part of the world. And so I used to grow up <laughs> watching Blinky, Blinky Bill. Bill. And it has a great uh, theme song. It goes, I'm Blinky Bill, 
my whole life's a thrill. And then I don't remember the rest of it. But that's all Let's I remember. Let's hope they judge that. Yeah. Up. Like, <laughs> it's got like some 41 or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure like that someone that voices it is 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 someone famous as well. What Bill himself? I don't know. It's um. I thought I read somewhere that it was someone famous. Uh, Ryan Quanton, okay, he might not be that famous, but so he is also in the Hurricane Heist, which is uh, the movie premiere this week. But he was he's most famous for True Blood, where he plays um, Suki's brother. Um, yeah, sugar. Uh, he mainly has his shirt off, which is helpful. Oh, yes. um, and, oh, and Home and Away. Yeah, yeah. He used to be in Home and Away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, um, and he's been in a few other uh, movies. Like he has. Movies he's done one. I can't remember. He's done one where he plays a cop. In some like, horror movie I watched, yeah, he's quite mm-hmm. good. I don't, yeah, I don't mind the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's also got Barry Humphreys as a voice. Who, if you don't know, that is Dame Edna Everidge. I love. Hello, possums. Yes, isn't it? And yeah, they you do that quite well. <laughs> <Go on>. yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, so we we'll all be watching Blinky Bill the movie this month. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, so that's it for this month. We've got loads of great movies uh, coming up in May as well. We've got Dunkirk, a non uh, atomic blonde war for the planet of the apes, and much, much more. So we'll be talking about that next month. So until then, happy movie watching. Yeah.